I'm Jason Stocks, and I'm one of the leaders here, and a real privilege to be speaking to you this morning. Um, and it's a special morning, not just because I'm speaking, um, but uh, joke, that is a joke. Um, uh, but we're going to have our shared lunch today. It's going to be a, a fantastic lunch together. So if you are here for the first time or you've popped in, uh, you are more than welcome to join us for lunch. Uh, there is a whole variety of foods that have been prepared. I'm sure some of you have had some creative weeks, maybe some challenging weeks. I don't know, creating some food, some pictures should uh, come up on the, uh, on the screen as we speak. This is us last night, little boiled ham uh, be, um, being boiled in the, uh, in the kitchen. And uh, there's a, Mrs. Stocks, uh, my wife, uh, making coleslaw there. Um, we made coleslaw for the first time. I don't know about you guys, I've always, in the 36 years of my life, eaten, bought coleslaw. Started my journey out in Summerfield. Tesco's has been pretty good to me, but we made it for the first time last night. Some other, um, some other treats in the next slide. This is a bit of a cheese board there from someone, a potato salad. And then a final slide. This was our dinner last night for Victoria and I. That's how we normally eat on a Saturday evening. So it's been a very good week. Um, so why am I talking about food? Well, um, partly um, because we are um, going to be talking about hospitality. I'm going to be talking about hospitality this morning. And we've been uh, doing a fantastic series called Vital Signs for the last 12 weeks or so. It's been an absolutely fantastic series, hasn't it? We've, we've looked at a whole source of topics. We've looked at money. We've looked at work. We looked last week at our physical bodies. And we've been looking at the vital signs that indicate a healthy heart. And this morning, I'm going to finish off that series by talking about hospitality. And I think it's really important to just define hospitality because I've sort of alluded it to it already, but it's incorrect. Hospitality isn't just about food, although that partly is it, and we'll talk about it um, in, in this talk. Um, actually, the, the Bible has a lot to say about hospitality. In fact, you, you look throughout the whole New Testament and the whole Old Testament. Actually, the whole story of the Bible is about hospitality. It's about restoring relationship between man and God so we can once again know the hospitality of God. So we're not talking this morning about sort of corporate hospitality and going to Lourdes, for example, as much as I love to go there. Um, actually, we're talking about biblical hospitality and, and we're sort of defining it down as friendly, generous reception and entertainment of guests and importantly, strangers. Actually, the word hospitality doesn't really um, help us that much when we look at the original Greek word for hospitality. The, the, the first part of the word hospitality is something called philo. It means love. And the second part of the word hospitality means xenos. It means stranger, immigrant. So when we're talking about hospitality this morning, at the very core, we're talking about loving strangers. We're loving immigrants. We're loving people who are sidelined, people who are not yet in. That's the, the sort of the core, the message that, that I, I want to get to as we, as we unpack this. And really the first part of the, um, of the talk is, is very practical. Um, we've sort of, I, I've sort of given a heading, if you're taking notes, about practicing 
hospitality. And, and within that practicing hospitality, we're going to look at the, the generous use of time. How does the use of time help us to experience and promote hospitality? Then we're going to look at um, the generous use of our homes. How, does, how do homes affect experiencing and displaying hospitality? And then finally, we are going to talk about sharing meals. How does sharing a meal develop and allow someone to experience hospitality? And then really, I, I want to finish off then by, by looking at receiving hospitality. So the first part of the talk is very much about practicing hospitality. And then the second part is about receiving hospitality. And we're going to look at Acts amongst a, a couple of other verses. But Acts is going to, I think, help, uh, help us um, illustrate some of this time, home, and, and meals together. So if you've got a Bible, um, you can open it up to, to page 911. The words um, should come on to the back in just a moment. We're going to look in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. And that's page 911, if you've got one of these lovely jazzy black Bibles. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and the breaking of bread in their homes, they received food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Wow, this is, uh, this is one of my favorite um, bits of the Bible. It is, uh, it is an extraordinary um, scene, I think, of what the church is, of partly what the church is. This is the early church gathering together. This is some 30, 40 years um, from when Jesus has lived out his ministry. It is the early signs of, of the church. And I, I remember when I was sort of first um, coming into Christianity, it's one of the verses that captured my imagination. I thought, wow, yes, I want to be uh, amongst a group of people who are sharing lives together, um, meeting in each other's homes, eating food. For those of you who know me, love eating food, um, being generous to one another, prioritizing time to one another. And this is, this is the story. This is one of the, the great illustrations of the early church. It is provocative. It is deeply, deeply exciting. But it's also really challenging, isn't it? For those of you um, who have been coming along to church, absolutely, we see demonstrations and illustrations of this wonderful life of people experiencing hospitality. But it's also a challenge because we're not there yet, are we? And, and really, what, what I want to do this morning in this first part, of it, as I've said, is, is really try and help us to, to get practical uh, under the, the three headings that I've given us. So the first thing is um, the use of time. How do we experience and give hospitality through the generous use of time? 
Ooh, time. It's sort of, a, it's a precious commodity, isn't it, time? Um, it seems sort of time is worth more than gold, uh, more than sort of prized possessions. We're uh, living in a time, like the pan, the time where time is actually really, really restrictive at times. It's, uh, we're living in a time where it seems that there are more and more demands on, on our lives, particularly where we're, we're living. Time is, is a real challenge for us, isn't it? But actually, for, 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 this, for this early church, for this, um, for this specific chapter, it seems that um, despite living in the same time that we do, so we still have 24 hours a day, they still had 24 hours a day, we still have seven days a week, they still had seven days a week, they would have had to work, they would have had challenges of life. Actually, it seems the early church prioritized meeting with each other day by day. I find that quite challenging. I'm, I don't know about you, but actually some, some Sundays, I don't come. <laughs> um, I don't come to Life Group on a Tuesday. I've got maybe, well, I do actually. Life Group is probably different. But some Tuesdays, do we prioritize coming to life groups. Actually, do we find time is such a restrictive um, thing in our lives that actually we don't spend any time um, with our friends? We're just so busy. We're not actually prioritizing experiencing hospitality or actually showing hospitality. But this is, um, this is not something that is part of this story. And, and for those of you who know Jesus, I'm just fascinated in this last week that, that Jesus was someone who had so much time, didn't he? For, for someone who, in, well, was so busy. <laughs> if you know the story of Jesus, um, thousands flocked to, uh, to hear his teaching. He performed so many miracles. If there was ever someone who had a, a pressure of time, it was Jesus. Yet when you read Jesus, when you read about Jesus in the Gospels, when you get to know Jesus, actually it, it's, his disposition is for time for us. Does that, does that ever uh, um, ring a chord with you? you sort of, in, in, Mark, in Mark 10, I was reading this week, in Mark 10, verse 13, um, the disciples are, are with Jesus, and it, it's, uh, the gospel of Mark is, is a busy gospel. And, and this particular scene, um, there's some children coming to Jesus, and the disciples are sort of, let, let, let's dismiss that. You know, Jesus is too busy. And Jesus' response is, no, no, let, let the children come. He, he always seems to have time for people. In, in John 4, he meets a, a, a woman at a well, and they have this extraordinary conversation. And, and Jesus has time for, for this woman. He didn't know her. She didn't know who he was. The extraordinary thing about Jesus is that he always has time for people. He always hosts people in conversations. There's, a, there's an ever-presence of, of, of Jesus being in a conversation. How are we doing with that? How, how are we doing hosting people um, in conversations? I, I, I've been really challenged this week, and, and I'm sure my, my wife, Victoria, will tell you. I'm often, when I'm having a conversation with someone, I, at times, are in different conversations. Can you relate to that? I'm sort of speaking to you now, and I can see other things that are going on. Actually, am I showing you that or that person hospitality by hosting them in that conversation? Or actually, am I thinking, 
about maybe the text message that I've got in here. There isn't one. Um, I'm just timing it. But am I thinking about the text message or the note that I need to put down? Or am I thinking about the next thing that I need to do? I really feel God challenged me this week. And, and I think he wants to, to challenge us as well. Are we, how are we using our time in conversations? Are we hosting people in conversations? Are we showing hospitality to people in conversations? So that's time. I, I think we could um, talk about time for a long time. Gosh, I'm saying time a lot, aren't I? But with time, we are moving on. We're, in, we're moving on. The next point is um, showing hospitality through the, the generous use of our homes. And we, again, we see this in, in verse 46. And day by day, attending the temple and breaking bread in their homes, they received food with glad and generous hearts. And again, Jesus was someone who, who hanged out in, in, in people's homes so often. He went to Zacchaeus' home in Luke 19. He hung out in Mary and Martha's home uh, as, as friends of Jesus. Jesus seemed to hang out in, in, in people's homes. And the early church used homes to, to, um, to demonstrate and, and to help people experience hospitality. And actually, if you know anything of the story about New Frontiers, actually it was the churches started in, in, in people's homes. There's something, um, I think, really encouraging, but also challenging about how we actually use our homes. So question, how are we using our homes at the moment to show hospitality are we, um, are we using our homes to, to, to bring people um, in to experience hospitality? Um, I, I've been really um, challenged this, again, this last week. I, I would probably um, put my, myself in the bracket of being quite a hospitable person. I think this sort of um, use of time to uh, invite people into my life and, and to host people for Victoria and I in our homes, I would probably put myself in that good bracket. But actually, this whole series and this topic is about vital signs, the indications of a healthy heart. And God is saying, <laughs> you're not doing that well, mate. Actually, at times, I can be, I just want to hang out in my own home by myself. Or I want to hang out with my wife. Actually, do I want people, do I want strangers? If we, do, we were defining hospitality as strangers, loving strangers in our homes, how, how are we doing with that? There's something really significant about being invited into someone's home. In, in, in the context of, of, of Jesus' time, it was actually the opposite. It was showed great honor to, to go to someone's home. Jesus or someone going to your home was showing great honor. But actually, in our culture now, to be invited into someone's home is, is the big thing. How, how are we doing inviting people into our homes? I, I remember... Um, well, the early on when I became a Christian, um, a few weeks later, I got an invitation to um, a, a sort of a Christian home. It was the first time. It was a big thing for me. And um, uh, uh, Katie, uh, Katie Gordon, uh, Kate, uh, 
Katie and Gordon Thorne invited me to their homes. And um, I thought, I'm a Christian. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. You know, God was doing so many things. So I came out dressed up smartly. I said, what, what will the evening look like? Oh, we'll have some food together. Then we'll, we'll chat and, and, and see how it goes. And I thought, well, this evening is definitely going to involve prayer. Um, we're this, the, the, the Holy Spirit I was starting to learn about. Maybe I'll get to experience the Holy Spirit. And we're going to have a meal. So we had this lovely meal together. And time was going on. It was a Thursday night quarter past nine I thought we're still eating this meal when are we going to get to do the stuff and they said oh should we go into the living room I thought oh it's going to happen now so we went into the living room sat down and then they got some board games out I thought what's board game I don't want to play board games I want to pray 20 past nine half past nine quarter to ten they were like right we, we better we better send you on your way here I couldn't believe it. I was totally gutted. I, I built myself up. I thought I was going to experience hospitality, which I did. I thought we were going to get to pray together. It never ended. But if you come to my house, that is what will happen. Um, but actually, there's something significant. I was really excited about being invited into someone's home. And I'm so, so glad. I'm looking at people here this morning who have invited myself when I was single. I got married about three years ago. Um, we've been invited, my wife and I, into so many different homes to experience your hospitality. And I can't thank you, and I think talk positively enough of the influence that had in my life, and it also has in other people's lives as you invite them into your homes. Because what is happening is giving an invitation into someone's home. You get to experience hospitality that you might never experience. You might get to experience a family meal that maybe you don't have a family. You get to see what it's like to, to bring up children, and you might not have children yet. You might be living by yourself and you get to experience the love of a family. It is so, so powerful. And I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you for inviting me. But guys, for those of you who do that, I really want to encourage you to keep on doing that. It, ha- it is of huge significance. And, and for me, when I, when I, was, um, when I was single... It doesn't just work because someone's got a family. I really prioritized inviting people into my home as well. And, and I've heard time and time again that, that couples and families have benefited. For, they benefited from my wisdom when I was a single guy. What, really? Yes, because we're doing community together. We're experiencing each other's hospitality. There's something really, really encouraging and stirring about inviting people into each other's homes. So for those of you who are doing it, you are doing something far more than just serving a meal. I really want to honor and encourage that. How are we doing? Just take a little glass of water. So we've looked at um, the generous use of our time to facilitate and experience hospitality. We've looked at uh, the generous use of our homes and the significance of that. And then finally, in this practicing hospitality part, I want to talk about the generous sharing of meals. And I've left this one till last because for those of you who know me uh, and and my wife, we we love a bit of food. And um, so much so that actually when we were dating, 
um, after a few weeks, we sort of decided to stop talking about food so that we could continue to get to know each other in other areas. Um, and um, I, I really do love food. I love pre uh, growing food. Uh, we grow. We've got a little vegetable patch in our garden. Uh, I, I love making food. I love eating food. I love hosting food. I hate the washing up. Um, uh, and I'll just be absolutely honest about that. <laughs> um, and again, for me, when I, when I was exploring Christianity, um, really early on, something that really captured my gaze was Jesus' association and, um, I guess, love and experience of food. If you, if you read the, the Gospels, Jesus is either going to a meal, he's either at a meal, he's either preparing a meal, or he's been to a meal already. It's extraordinary. You look at Matthew 14. Jesus is preparing a meal for six, seven, eight thousand people. In John 21, this uh, extraordinary scene where Simon Peter, who, who was Jesus' closest friend, his closest disciple, had just disowned him. What is Jesus doing on the shore? He's cooking some fish. He's barbecuing some fish. Luke 22, the night before Jesus goes to his death, what is he doing? He's sharing a meal with his closest friends, his disciples. The night before he dies, it's the institution of the Lord's Supper. That's where the, he talks about the Lord's Supper, that you will remember his body. The night before he dies, he's sharing a meal with someone, with his, with, with his disciples. There's something deeply spiritual, I think, and provocative about sharing a meal with each other. This is something that we read about in, the, these, in this Acts 2 verse, and it's something that Jesus did often, be, being at a meal, coming from a meal, or going to a meal. There's something really significant about sharing a meal together uh, and I'm so glad that our life groups um, we, we meet we have life groups on a Tuesday Wednesday Thursday evenings there's groups that meet up in the day they often share a meal together and, and it, isn't, it, it serves a practical purpose of course it does we, we need to eat we've come from work but actually there's something more significant that is happening in that process and I'm so encouraged that I hear of different people doing brides week after week and, 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 and breakfasts and, and, and often events that, uh, that, that we're doing start with a meal. There's something deeply spiritual about, about having a meal together. And, and actually, if you think about it, it's quite a challenge, isn't it? Some of these things are, are quite challenging, and I think meals are, are becoming one of those things that, that are, are more and more challenging for people. If you look at, um, sort of, I was in M&S uh, a couple of weeks ago, and hands up who's had the meal for a tenner on, on a Friday. What a great meal, isn't it? At the meal for two, you get a bottle of wine, you get a main, you get a couple of sides and a dessert for a tenner, a meal for two. But actually, if you think about it, do you ever see a meal for four or a meal for six or eight. Actually, you go down the other aisles, there's a meal for one. There's often a deal for meal for one, isn't there? Three for a fiver. Actually, if you think about it a little bit more, actually, we're living in a time where more and more you're actually encouraged to, to either eat by yourself or you eat maybe with one other person if you're lucky. 
actually the backdrop of society now is there's a pressure of time that we eat faster meals, that we eat by ourselves, we eat on the go. I just want to challenge us. Are we, are, we, are we eating meals together? Are we eating by ourselves? How are we doing that? Are we prioritizing? Are we, are we being shaped by culture or are we actually shaping culture? No, no, we, we're, we're going to stand firm on this. Actually, we're going to continue to invite people into our homes. Uh, for those of us who have families, we're going to eat together and share in this meal together. How are we, how are we doing with that? And I, I think I just want to practically, just very, very quickly, when we're talking about meals, we're not talking about that wonderful feast that I prepared last night. No, no, I'm joking. Actually, one of the best meals I've ever had at King's Church, there was a guy here called Stephen Delderfield, and one evening he invited me round for a meal. And you know what we shared together? We shared some bread, we shared some cheese, and a little glass of wine. And as I was preparing for that this week, it just instantly stood out. It was one of the best meals. It was so amazing. It was so simple. We had some time together. We shared some hospitality together. So when I'm talking here, it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be complicated. It be very simple. Yes, we want to put some time into it. Yes, we want to be generous with it. Yes, we want to show some love. But it doesn't need to be a complicated meal. We can all, this morning, do a, a, a takeaway of preparing some cheese and some, and some bread and inviting people into each other's home. So, um, how are we doing? I, I, I guess at this sort of stage, I, I think as I was preparing it, I, I felt a few different things. We could feel, think, do you know what? This is really practical. Um, thank you. There's a few things that I, I could take in, uh, take away from here this morning and, and, and crack on with, and that's, that's brilliant. Um, actually, some of us could feel a um, bit, bit convicted, actually. Um, actually, God is already working in you right now to say, do you know what? I get this. I'm going to open up my home. I'm going to actually um, show um, hospitality in my home. I'm going to be sharing meals. Actually, for some of us, we could feel a little bit guilty. We could feel, gosh, I haven't, I, actually, I, I, this doesn't come naturally to me. Um, this is, I, in fact, I haven't got that much time. And I already felt guilty when I came in this morning. I, now I feel um, even more guilty. That's a possibility for some of us. But the real heart of this, this message is, yes, I hope this practical advice will be helpful. But the heart of this message is not for us to come away from here this morning and try harder or um, to try really hard for a few weeks and then it slips off. Actually, the, the heart of this message and, and what's going on in this um, Acts chapter 2 verse, verse, verses is, is far deeper. And really what I want to spend these last sort of eight, ten minutes on is about receiving hospitality. Because if we are going to be a, a, a group of people who are radical as this New Testament early Acts church was, we, we need to first of all experience the hospitality of God. We need to regularly experience the hospitality of God because it isn't going to stack up. Is it? We could try really hard for a few weeks, um, and it's not going to get us anywhere. Um, so I just want to turn to um, uh, to Ezekiel 11, um, just for a, a few moments. And, and really, 
I, I, I want to get, if we can, to, to sort of the, the core of what's happened to this early church. Ultimately, something radically has happened in order for them to show the radical hospitality, the, the generous use of their time, the, 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 the generous use of their homes and sharing meals together. And verse 19 says, I, I, will, I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statues and keep my rules and obey them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. This Ezekiel verse is, um, is written uh, uh, by a prophet called Ezekiel, a guy who, who God speaks to about something that is going to happen in the future. And he is talking about a time where uh, a heart of stone, a heart that is dry, that doesn't know God, there's going to come a time where that heart of stone is going to be replaced with a heart of flesh. There's going to be a transformation that that has taken place. And that's the the, the true, um, that's the core message of of the Christian faith. It's it's a a heart change. And, And what has happened in this, Acts 2 verses, ultimately these, these guys have had a complete heart change. They've had an encounter with Jesus. These, these guys would have known of Jesus or actually have been with Jesus at the time that he was living his ministry. Ultimately what has happened here and what needs to happen for us to show hospitality is that we need to have a change of heart. <laughs> It's, it's something that we cannot do in our own strength. It's ultimately that we need to receive the hospitality of God before that we can show and demonstrate hospitality to others. We need to know the time that God has made for us. The infinite time of eternity that you get to spend with God when you come into relationship with him the time that you can spend with him at any moment, in any place. Do you know the generosity of God's time in your heart this morning? Do you know the, the home that God has made for you this morning? Have you received and accepted the invitation to become a member of God's family that you get brought in to his home? <laughs> The Bible talks that, that when you become a Christian, you, you, you come into it, the temple court in the Old Testament, that the most holy place where God hanged out was the inner temple. And, and when you get invited, when you become a Christian, you, you're able to enter into this temple. You're able to come home. You're able to experience the true hospitality of God. Have you experienced the true hospitality of God? Have you, been, have you come home? Have you come home to know your father? Are you experiencing that true hospitality in your heart this morning? Have you come to the table to dine with your father? Have you received the invitation? Have you accepted the invitation to come to the most amazing banquet that will ever be held? That uh, you have been invited to a table that is of an eternal significance you father son and spirit one where you'll never go thirsty one where you will never go hungry have you have you taken 
Have you received that invitation? Are you experiencing that hospitality this morning? If you're a Christian here this morning, if you have proclaimed that Jesus is your Lord, that you have entered into a relationship with him, there is this heart exchange has taken place. Amen? And for some of us this morning, we need to be reminded of that. Why? Because actually sometimes our hearts are like stone, aren't they? They're a little dry. Can anyone relate to that? I'm sure we can all relate to that. For some of us this morning, it's really important that we remind ourselves that a transaction has taken place, that we have accepted the invitation, that we enter into an eternal relationship, that we get to hang out with our Father in our true homes, and that we get to dine with him forever. For some of us, we need to hear that this morning. That's our response this morning, that we need to be reminded again of receiving the hospitality of God Got it, now I can show hospitality to strangers, to immigrants, to people who do not yet know God. It's really important for some of us that maybe is how we're gonna respond. For some of us this morning, actually, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't know the hospitality of God yet. I've not said yes to the invitation. I've not come to know Jesus personally. I don't know the banquet that I'm invited to. Maybe that's a possibility for some people here this morning. Maybe actually for the first time this morning, you're going to respond to say, do you know what, Jesus? I want to know your hospitality. I'm going to pray for us in just a minute. And maybe for you this morning, you can just say, I want to know your hospitality. Maybe it's the first time for you. Maybe it's for the first time for you. I want to encourage you. This is a fantastic time to say to Jesus, I want to know your hospitality. I'm going to, I think, draw things to a, to a close there. But just to, just to summarize, showing, demonstrating hospitality, we first of all, it's so important that we actually receive and know the hospitality of God. When whatever practical applications we take away from the practicing of hospitality, let's respond together this morning and know the hospitality of God. When we are full of the hospitality of God, we can start and or indeed continue to live out the radical hospitality that we see in those Acts 2 verses, that we are a people that are generous with our time that we are a people who host people and show hospitality to people in conversations, that we're a people who are opening up our homes and inviting strangers, immigrants, people who we don't even know, and we're inviting them into our homes, sharing a meal together, meals of four, six, and eight, banqueting together. I don't know about you, but that that excites me. I want to be part of a community of people that are living that out, amen? But we can't do it unless we receive and know the hospitality of God. So I'm going to pray for us. Can Jamie and the band, if you guys um, come up and we'll, we'll we'll respond together. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, that you show us 
and you demonstrated ultimate hospitality in sending your son Jesus to live in this world that we can get to know you Jesus personally and that results in us knowing the hospitality of God in our hearts and for a relationship that is evermore. Father, I, I want to thank you, Lord, that you are a God of grace. Lord, you are a God of love. Lord, you are a God of the strangers and aliens. You're a God of the immigrants and the lonely and the isolated. And Father, we thank you that when we know the hospitality of God, that we are able to display and live out radical hospitality to others. Father, I want to pray for people here this morning who do not yet know the hospitality of God in their hearts. If that's you here this morning, you can just say these words. Jesus, I want to know your hospitality. Thank you, Lord. Amen.